Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome to this week's episode, Face Off, which is a movie reference, I'm assuming, it is, right? Yes. I I um, remember but, the movie. Um I don't it's but I think Nick John Cage, Travolta was in it. Was saying, Nick, Cage Nick Cage and John movie. Travolta. They okay. they switch faces. How that applies to this episode. I think it applies. But did you guys catch who the director is? Yes. Is it Kenny Ortega it was, again? Uh, Mr. Kenny Ortega, yeah. yeah. Which I thought was most evident during the hockey scenes. Yeah. Oh, like the choreography? Mm-hmm. Like the choreography and then like uh, the way that the scene is set when we see Babette and Patty singing. Like it's done oh, kind of like in a cinematic mm-hmm. like sweep. And I was like, okay, okay, I see Kenny. I see you. <laughs> well, let's just jump right into the episode. We start off at Luke's. And Lorelai has been accosted by Taylor. We don't know this right away. They're in the middle of a conversation, and it sounds like the whole Dozy clan is coming into town for the big hockey game. Yeah, he's basically torturing Lorelai with it. Yeah. First first of all, has the Stars Hollow High hockey team ever been mentioned? No. No, and okay, we have to talk about this because I don't know sports. Right, I'm I'm like Rory in this regard, but Dean seems to be involved in too many sports. I mean, how how like he, I I remember him being on the softball team, but that would be more of a summer. Did he play basketball too? Yes, he's a basketball player too, isn't he? I don't remember him being on the basketball team. Oh, maybe he's just hockey and like softball, softball baseball. And the softball team is not through the school. The softball right. team yeah, is like no. a friendly. Yeah. So maybe he's just a hockey player and we just didn't see it in the two years that he and Rory were together. That's my guess. Well, because when we have like the bonfire, when we find out Wayne's a cheerleader and they have the whole basketball team up there, Dean wasn't in there. there. You're right. I thought that was football for some reason. Okay. No, because Taylor makes him take off the warm clothes (laughs) to show off their new basketball uniform. Is hockey... (laughs) more popular over on you guys' side of the country? Uh, Basketball is really popular here. But, like, do high schools have hockey teams? 
None of Not mine. in my area, no. Okay. I was curious about that because I worked at a high school where we had some hockey players that had come down from Canada to play on a local team and they went to the school that I worked at mm-hmm. because they were minors and they were required to go to school. But like we didn't have a hockey team for they to, them to play on. I've just never we heard had of intermural team. teams. So like we would have a hockey team, but we only kind of played against each other. Was it ice mm-hmm. hockey or was it like field hockey? It was field hockey. Right? That's the other thing. Ice hockey, I feel yeah. like it's pretty specific. I would think, Emily, mm-hmm. kind of more in your neck of the woods, you'd see more of that yeah. kind of Midwest. We have a, like, so the the city that I live close to has a minor league team that I think feeds into the Chicago Blackhawks. I could not say for sure. Yeah. But, like, none of the high schools I went to had hockey teams that I am oh, aware of. You just reminded me, New Jersey actually really prides itself on hockey. The New Jersey Devils are like really. How dare you not know that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that is a thing. (laughs) I'm from Seattle, and Seattle, we now have the Kraken, which is. Ooh, um, that's a really cool name. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty stinking popular up there now. Um, I think even my parents have gone to see a game. So, uh, either way. (laughs) Okay. Yes, we have Indianapolis, the large city in Indiana, has Indy Fuel. And I think they just got started, like, in the last 10 years or so. They haven't been around super long. But. Uh, the New Jersey Devil is, Devils is, their name is based off the New Jersey Devil. Like, oh, we yeah, have yeah. a folklore the that is. I yeah. love the folklore of the New Jersey Devil. <laughs> it's great. But Anyways, we're so off topic. <laughs> no, this is the hockey episode. I think anyway. It is the hockey episode. If anybody episode. was to try to explain this episode to, like, somebody who'd watched Gilmore Girls once, if you said the hockey episode, they'd be like, yes, oh, of course, yeah. the hockey episode. Of um, course. But, yeah, the Dozy family is coming in because Stars Hollow High School has made the semifinals for the first time in, was it 43, 43 years? Yeah. And the last time they went, Taylor was actually a goalkeeper. How old is Taylor? I, I thought about it, and then I said, we're not going to get into that. I, so Taylor's say not that old. Say he's 17, this would put him at, like, 60. Yeah. But he... That, okay. I mean, he's that's... the same age as Richard? I'm, yes. so my, my dad literally <laughs> just turned 60, and Taylor looks older than my dad. Oh, so. yeah. Right? I mean, Taylor looks like an old man. Either way. Yeah. Either way. Can I read you guys the button? Yes. It is... The Stars Hollow Hockey 2003 semifinalists. Go Minutemen, the future's yours. Bring this button for two dozies for 50% off your next purchase of stovetop stuffing. Again, stovetop stuffing. Get that coin. They have yes, been advertising stovetop multiple times because it was really bold in the background of the of the Thanksgiving episode. Yes. Interesting. Either that or, like, <laughs> if them. we're, like, not thinking about the logical, actual answer of it, Dozy just really likes stovetop stuffing. Yeah. Which I don't. I've I really never had it. like stuffing, so. actually. Did we know that the Stars Hollow High School were the Minutemen? I think they mentioned it before with the basketball Maybe. game. It's okay. possible. Um, it's not something it I've ever paid of... a lot of attention to. Yeah. <laughs> There was a Disney Channel movie called The Minutemen or something like that was in there. I think so. I th- yeah. I feel like there was also in um I'm blanking on it, a video game, a series of post-apocalyptic video games. There Fallout? was a- Yeah, it was with Jason Dolly. 
Yeah, the Minutemen. Oh, were Steve also McQueen. Oh my gosh, I was obsessed with Jason Dolly. Uh, Steve McQueen, who's not Steve McQueen. The other was Steve McQueen. Yeah, so was I. Yeah, so <laughs> Rory is also at the diner um, because Lorelai escapes from Taylor to be like, hey, you were supposed to come back and bring me coffee. But of course, she got distracted by Jess. And They're they've just been super cute sitting and talking. Yeah. Well, they they reconciled at the end of the last episode. Right. Mm-hmm. They're looking at each other's eyes and like holding hands is very cute. And it does not fit the vibe of the rest of the episode at all. No. Nope. <sighs> but <laughs> Rory goes back over. They get the buttons that Sandra has lovingly shared with us. Mm-hmm. And they literally make a run for it. Lorelai has Rory pretend she's sick. But and they take advantage. French. <laughs> it's <laughs> French. Which apparently French is bad in this episode. Multiple Ooh, yeah. multiple times people react poorly to things being French. Did anybody else um, get the vibe that Taylor's response to it's French just made him think, oh, woman problem. Ignore that. Avoid it. <laughs> he just had like a yeah. real icked out, yeah. icked out kind of thing. Yeah, coffee, uh, Luke brings coffee over, and while he's pouring coffee, they literally run out of Luke's. Literally. And they are seen running across the street. And Taylor's like, I can't believe her making that poor sick girl run. Oh, Taylor. I love the image in my head of Taylor being a goalie and then getting a puck to the head, and it's somehow going from one end of the arena to the other. No, see, he he never specified that it was his winning team. He just said <laughs> so that he made the winning he goal made, for the wrong team. That that is my interpretation. He just says he was responsible for the game winning goal, and Luke's like, "Oh, did it bounce off your head into the into the net?" And obviously, his response is, "How did you know?" or something along the lines. But I took it as it like bounced counted. off and just <laughs> went backwards behind him into the net. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But our next scene, we are at the Gilmore house, and both of our Gilmore girls are eating very quickly. We see Ed very, very for quickly. the first time in Richard's a while. Richard's back, yeah. Right? It's been a long time since we saw him, and they do mm-hmm. give us an in-canon reason for that in this episode, but I have to assume he was probably making other things at this point he's he's a special guest the entire way through Mm -hmm. so they don't have him like on a full contract yeah it's nice to see him again i've missed him Mm -hmm. i did too it was kind of cute seeing him admonish rory yeah (laughs) i don't know like i thought it was just like uh slow down like you're eating way too fast and it was such a grandpa grandpa. yeah Mm -hmm. grandpa moment and to me, Richard never picked up that, like, they were in a hurry because they wanted to leave and go somewhere. Whereas the second Emily sits down, she's like, hold up. What are you doing? <laughs> like, she yeah, clocks Emily it immediately. Them. Well, yeah. the reason Emily was not in the room was because she got a phone call from her nemesis, Trix. Trix the... Whoops. Trix Don't say that word. Don't say that word. stay for a few days while her I'm the only get one redone. who says that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Trix is coming to stay with Emily and Richard, and she is making Emily's life hell in preparation. She's making her just check on everything. She's making her run all these errands. And Emily is, like, openly pretty bitter about it in front of Richard. 
And Richard, like, kind of calls her out. You're talking about my mother, Emily. He calls her out more than he's ever called Trix out. And I am salty about this. Not cool. But, like, didn't Emily used to hide it? Like, I mean, how do you hide it when Trix does this blatantly in front of Richard all the time? That's fair. We've seen it happen in front of Richard a lot. Trix doesn't hide anything. But I think Emily has kind of hidden her own response from richard or maybe she's hidden like the pain of it from richard even Um, so richard could very easily be a tricks that's my wife you're talking about oh yeah yeah definitely absolutely and he should yes to be to be fair especially since we we have a conversation later closer to the end of the episode about this that i will revoice my opinions so Mm -hmm. but we're not there yet (laughs) yeah so emily does rejoin them and she's immediately like why are you eating so fast? And it does not take very long for her to get out of them that they both have dates tonight. And so they are trying to finish so that they can go on their dates. And they both start yelling at each other like a couple of teenagers. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the doorbell rings. And I love the moment where Emily's like, what is going? And then she just stops. And she's like, who are the men hauling a mattress up my staircase? And again, Richard, instead of dealing with his clearly upset wife as to what is happening here, I'll go supervise the men. Yeah. Just dodge and And avoid, Richard. Just dodge and avoid. But her face is so funny in that moment. Emily Emily is classic. Yeah. Uh, Kelly is great in this episode. She knocks it out of the park. This is a really strong character study episode for Emily. Like, you get a lot of, of backstory and, like, understanding of her actions, which I love. Um, but yeah, a mattress comes in and the girls have to agree to, like, one more course in dessert or something before they are freed for their dates. And so in our next scene, the girls have rushed back home. They need a faster car. They have to get ready for their dates. Um, Lorelai rushes upstairs to go get her outfit ready. And Rory goes to check the messages because that's how she's going to know what she and Jess are doing tonight. Hey, uh, Jess, real quick, real quick, Mm -hmm. before we get to Rory, uh, who does Lorelai have a date with? Alex. Alex. Our favorite. We still have Alex. Like, he still exists. There's nothing wrong with him. She's still excited to go on dates with him. Mm -hmm. It almost makes me seem like, did they just either forget about Alex or they really just couldn't get Billy back. And they were like, instead of trying to recast him or anything, let's just forget about him. Face him out. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to watch over like the next couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Because this is clearly, she's going on a date. We know she's dating Alex. If it was somebody else, we would know it was somebody else. It's a date with Alex. She's super jazzed about it. But there is no voicemail for Rory. There's no message. Mm -hmm. Jess didn't call. And pretty immediately, she kind of shuts down. She sits down on the couch and just kind of sulks about the whole thing, which, like, I could, I, at that age, I would probably oh, yeah. do the same thing because she knows he's working or that he was supposed to call after work. I'm not a huge fan of how Lorelai responds to Rory saying he's supposed to call after work and kind of making fun of the, oh, you had no solid plans. Or Bay of Pigs battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like a lot of being a teenager is just going with the flow. Like, you don't really control a lot 
right? Mm-hmm. One thing I will mention is this is kind of dated, in my opinion. Um, this is like, this definitely makes me think this is an early 2000s show where people have to call each other and like mm-hmm. beep each other because mm-hmm. wouldn't you just text nowadays? Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, and Jess doesn't have a cell phone, so we he know doesn't. that it would be hard for her to get a hold of him mm-hmm. at work. You know, she'd have to call Walmart and say, <laughs> Imagine Hi, calling Walmart. can I speak to <laughs> Jess Mariano? And then they would page him. It would be a whole thing. He'd right. die. <laughs> but no, Jess, Jess didn't call, so Rory doesn't actually have a date. I will say I am surprised. I would think uh, Walmart would have set shifts. Right. So like, hey, my shift ends at 10. No, but what he says is he picks up another shift. So that's okay. definitely a double. He pulled okay. a double. I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, I have issues with that when we get to it. Okay. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yes. get there. Yeah. So they have their date, or at least Lorelai and Alex have their date. And the next time we see them, it is the morning after. And Rory is telling her mom all about what she ended up doing last night because Jess never called. And so... Does this just feel like Rory is bragging about all of these great things <laughs> that she got done on Friday night because wait, her wait, boyfriend wait. never called? Here we go. We got watch TV, did homework, pr- proofread for the Franklin, organized Lorelai's sock drawer. Okay. Weird. Um, returned emails, cl- cleaned her hard drive, and also the keyboard on her computer. All of those things... It was like it was nine o'clock at night yeah. when they got home. Well, I'm sure that Lorelai was probably out pretty late. That was something that was joked about yeah. at the at the dinner with the grandparents. Was her date starts a half hour earlier? Yeah, because I have to. You get to stay out later. Like, I mean, Lorelai yeah, said one of you is the mom. Lorelai also mentions doing a midnight movie with Alex, right? So yeah. that would be like a two or three o'clock get home, depending yeah. on the movie. I don't so know she was probably what place they're going to that has a midnight showing, but that's fine. I'll give they, it to you. They were definitely <laughs> out late, and so she was by herself. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me not so much that she's bragging as she's trying to be like, oh, no, no, I wasn't disappointed that Jess didn't call yeah. me at all. I was actually so uh, productive, yeah. productive yep. mm-hmm. which nobody's buying it. Yeah. And Lorelai asks, did it never occur to you? That you could have called him. And I kind of agree. Oh, yeah. I agree with Lorelai for the most most of this conversation that they have here. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just... I mean, even... Rory, it kind of goes both ways. Even if Rory just called Luke's house, like, the apartment. She's like, hey, is Mm -hmm. Jess there? Luke, I'm like, oh, she's still... He's still at work. Sorry. And at least then she would have known, I guess. Mm -hmm. Because it sounds like Jess kind of left things very, I'll call you after work. And that was kind of the end of it. I have never been good at, like, sitting back and waiting for a guy to do anything. Like, in high school, I had this huge crush on a guy for multiple years. And he was a senior. And I was like, this is my last chance to go to a dance or do anything with him. And so I knew that he wasn't going to ask me, so I made him ask me. I told him I wanted to be asked. Because <laughs> Sometimes I wasn't men just gonna... need some credit. <laughs> I just wasn't going to sit around and wait for him. And I recognized that I was also, like, you know, I'm, I'm not a full generation younger than Rory, but I am a little bit younger than Rory. I, I was raised a little bit differently than Rory. But still, this seems like a situation where you could go, I want to do something tonight. I have the ability to call my boyfriend. 
So our Jess is clearly very ballsy because that would, <laughs> in, in my head at that age, I, I would have known, yes, I could, but I won't because what if he's not home? What if he doesn't want to talk to me? What if there's a reason he didn't call? What if he's doing something else? There, in my insecure little high school mind, there would have been 10,000 reasons why he didn't call and him being at work would not have been one of them. Yeah. I have no, I have nothing <laughs> to say here because here's the thing. I was never... That anxiety never hit me as in high school, but my best friend, it did hit her. So I would get phone calls of, do you think he hates me now? Oh my God, he hates me. No, wait, he called me. No, he doesn't hate, no, he hates me. And I would be out of my mind with like, I hate this part of being a teenager. (laughs) (laughs) And I still do. (laughs) So I I get it, but I also don't get it. I don't think I was that bad, but I very easily could have been. (laughs) Why didn't teenagers actually date date anybody until my senior year so i listened to a lot of that and by the time that i got to that point i was like whatever i'm not doing (laughs) that no drama (laughs) um but yeah so lorelei takes the opportunity to give some advice i do like that she calls rory out on rory comparing dean to jess when dean called he said he would or when dean said he would call he did and jess doesn't do that and lorelei's hold up no, you're never going to be happy. Don't do that. If you are constantly comparing people, that is not fair to mm-hmm. either of them. Well, and especially because Rory then doubles down on it, and she's like, "Yeah, because Dean would never do that." And it's like, "Whoa, no, hey, this feels like an opportunity for Lorelai to pick up on this particular piece and say, "Hey, honey, it seems like you're really focused on Dean still." Yeah, <laughs> this seems yeah counterproductive, I mean- sweetheart. <laughs> So Dean is in the scene, yeah, right? Because uh, the school got TP'd by the Wildcats, the opposite team that they're fighting. Wildcats, mm-hmm. right? Cats. Yeah, that's all I could think of the entire time too. Kenny um, Ortega, oh Kenny my God. Ortega. <laughs> that was clearly his Wait, high school, right? Yeah, wow. <laughs> but like, do you think it's she thought of Dean because Dean it was literally right in front of her, waving at her, or do you think in the back of her head she's still thinking about Dean? I think both. Both, yeah. That's yeah. Partly because I'm gonna get it out of the way. Dean looks real good in this episode. Oh my god, I literally have to note <laughs> he looks so hot. <laughs> I like I hate that. I, I thought that, but I was like, ooh, okay. Hockey pads are doing it for me. I don't know. <laughs> like this well, is okay. We don't have any Dean Jess interaction, and I feel like True. as as of n- here and going forward, as long as we have no Dean Jess interaction, which I don't know if we have anymore, really. Um, well, Keg Max, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Dean, Dean looks good. They don't have to Dean try to make look one good. look better than the other. So Dean just no. always looks good. Yeah. Well, now they're trying to hype up Dean again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So Because uh, like, exactly. now Jess is <laughs> Jess is in the relationship with Rory, but he's also the bad guy again. You know, he's the bad and boy. so yes, he's and Laura the bad boy. just loves him so much. <sighs> Dean, well, yeah, yeah, Dean. Obviously, <laughs> like it can't be Jess. It will. Ne- well, I don't think Jess will ever love Lorelai either. No, no. This, is, this is an interesting episode for their yeah. relationship, but we'll get more to that. So, yes, we do see all of the hockey players taking TP down. And this is, like, a real hardcore TP situation. Mm -hmm. This was some, like, they used, like, 12 Costco packs (laughs) of toilet paper. It's a lot. They could throw very good. 
because they got it so, on top of the two 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 story high school. Yeah, they're when, probably multiple uh, sport athletes. Yep. You got some, some baseball <laughs> oh, yeah. boys in there. <laughs> when this comes out, I think it's going to be either the end of December or early January. But right now, for us, Halloween just passed. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm curious about you guys. Do you guys have a name for the day before Halloween? Yeah, the day before Halloween. Mm. Cool. No, I know that there is like colloquially there are there is like a because so what do you call, call it, it, Sandra? We call it mischief night. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. And um, mischief night is like a tradition that when you're younger to teepee houses is not done as much anymore because you know it's illegal. Not- <laughs> at least it was illegal then. It's not even. It's not even just TPing. It's just like oh, could be general stuff, teenage yeah. mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I remember I had a crush on a boy, and that night we were like, also we were like eleven. Um, we were hanging out, and we were just like, you know, it was the day before Halloween, and they're like, we're gonna go teepee at house, and I was like, I can't do this, <laughs> but I like this boy. What do I do? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm just gonna like stay here and I'll be your lookout, right? Like if your parents leave or something, I'll I'll go run and because we didn't have phones, I'll go run and tell <laughs> you. Um when all of a sudden it like ten minutes later they come running, right? And I'm like, what happened? And they're like, the police caught us, right? And we just ran. And I'm oh, like boy. And you ran home? <laughs> Right, and the police were right behind him, and I was like, "This is the worst day of my life." At Have 11. I told my running from the police story? I feel like I've heard something, but remind us if not. Oh no! I'm if we don't remember right off the bat, I'm gonna save it for a much hmm. later police-related incident <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, I have but, to ask. Yeah, does this mean I am the only one? I guess Sandra, yours is a little a little iffy. Without a running from the police story. <laughs> I didn't I technically mean, run. I was just standing there. <laughs> she yes. was just an accomplice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely an accomplice as well. Regardless, our next scene is at back at the Gilmore Girl house. And it is uh, band practice. Well, real quick. Hold on, hold on. We, yeah, we, we, we get some. We get into Luke's. Oh, yes. We walk into Luke's. Jess is pouring coffee. Hey, that table's clean if you guys want to sit down. I guess Rory expected him to immediately drop everything that he was doing and beg for forgiveness for not calling the night before. Like, think about it. This kid is working. Still working. Like, he just worked the shift last night, a double. Mm -hmm. And now he's working at Luke's. And he looks like he's like, it's a busy um, afternoon. All the tables we see are full. He's moving quickly. He brushes past them and says... That one's clean as yeah. he like continues to go do about his job. Yeah. Um, and Rory like asks for muffins and I love the fact that he's like a mile away and can hear that hear them yeah. ask for muffins and has it ready. And she just goes, Okay, bye and leaves. And I'm just, not gonna lie, that's something I would totally do. It kills me. Oh yeah. This episode's so funny because of like people's faces. Jess's face is so funny in this scene. Well, it's just so teenagery, and I love that Jess is like, "Are you guys in a fight?" And Lorelai's like, "No, no. you guys are." <laughs> and he doesn't know. No, what? why? This is like 
I I try not to like lean into like gender stereotypes because gender is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. But like this is such a classic like girl versus boy thing where girl has had so many thoughts and has had the entire argument in her head and boy has just been going about his life and has not no realized idea. No he's idea. in a fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's like the meme of the the couple in bed facing away from each other and and sh- the oh, thoughts yeah. on her head are like <laughs> I bet he's thinking of other women and he's like I wonder if dogs can fly. <laughs> Something stupid yeah. and irrelevant. Yeah. But no, Jess didn't know he was in a fight, and this no. is Lorelai's first opportunity to kind of admonish him and try to make him a better boyfriend in this episode, which is weird. And he just looks so confused. So, and and what's interesting to me, I like the advice that Lorelai gives Rory. I don't like what she tells Jess of, you couldn't take a break to go call your girlfriend at your job? This is the problem that I have. He says what? he works at Walmart. Walmart is notorious for being jerks yeah he probably didn't get a break well that's the other thing she like lists off all these things like do you also not get like breaks or food or water i'm like yeah exactly kind of walmart's thing that's retail (laughs) but also okay how old is jess he has been calling him 17 for too long now yeah he well we know rory is past 18 based on what because we know when her birthday is and she was 16 when he was 17 yeah. So, so let's assume he's at least 18 or 19. Yes. Okay. Because I was like, you can't pull a double and work after midnight if you're a minor. Unless he's over 18. So I was also Unless thinking, over 18. when I started watching this episode, I just, I let it keep going. So I ended up getting to the 40-hour Walmart thing. And I just remember the first, like, recently when I watched it in the last year or so, I was like, but he's a minor. He can't work 40 hours a week without parental permission. I was like, oh, no, he's, he's definitely yeah, not he's a minor over. anymore. Which means it's not required. Yeah. And he's kind of blasé about it. He's just like, I don't know, I just said I'd call her after work. Like, well, and then it was after midnight, so I didn't of call. all of the people who he's going to have a conversation about his relationship with, like, Lorelai is the bottom of the barrel. He doesn't want to talk to her on a good day, and he definitely doesn't want to talk to her if she's telling him, you're in a fight with your girlfriend, also, you're bad. To be fair on that one, though, Lorelai's the one that brought it up. Mm-hmm, fair. And she's also the one telling Jess, hey, here's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So I Does can... anyone else think that Lorelai's too involved with Rory's boyfriends? Like, we know Dean Does anybody already... not think that? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> That's the point to, of me, show. to me, it's like uh, best friends to lovers is, well, it's like, not lovers, is Dean and Lorelai. And then Jess. And Lorelai are like enemies to enemies. Like they never <laughs> cross into the lovers. I, mean, I think that all mothers and daughters are too involved in relationships in this show. Like Emily yeah. gets too involved whenever she has the opportunity with Lorelai's. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Kim obviously gets involved in Lane's. Like Lorelai gets involved in Rory. Yeah. There's a lot of mother daughter relationship drama. And it's yes. kind of the reason we love this show. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Lane, um, they were picking up the muffins for band practice. So we pop over to the Gomer Girls house where the band is set up and they are working on their hymns because, of course, Mrs. Kim made good on her promise to hire this this trio Christian of trio. Christian boys. <laughs> and 
I know that we all have feelings about Zach, but in this episode, he is sort of endearing. Like, just listening to him sing these hymns, especially when he actually is at the performance, because he really, he kind of gets into it. (laughs) Can we just call it, like, adorably stupid? Yeah. Because that's kind of what it is. Yeah. He's kind of like a golden retriever um, puppy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but, like, golden retrievers are cuter. Um, here's the thing. I cringed in this scene. Like, I visibly cringed, uh, when there was the gay joke. And I will every time. Like, we mention it every time it happens. It's gonna, I'm gonna keep mentioning it. It is so 2000s, right? We were talking before. Very much at the time. Yeah, Jess brought it up about the Hillary Duff don't say gay PSA. Which I implore everyone to go see because it's amazing. Which is so wild because it's a very different thing than, like, Florida, don't say gay. This was, like, back in the 2000s, it was an anti-bullying PSA where Hillary Duff was trying to, you know, tell people, don't use gay as a synonym for bad or uncool, which is definitely the context that it's being used in here. So that came out in 2008. So, so five years later. after this episode. Yeah. So we were yeah. probably mm-hmm. at this time just starting to kind of recognize that, hey, not the best way to insult something. Yeah. I mean, it was certainly commonplace enough that it made sense for Hillary Duff at kind of the peak of her career mm-hmm. to, you know, do that PSA. Um, not, not a cool moment. Like I said, I love the, like, the stupid adorableness of Zach in this, but it was not my favorite moment. I I was just thinking more of the lyrics and his inability to comprehend them. So yes. he replaces I the mean, words. to be fair, <laughs> bulwark? Yeah, but you know... Would any of us know oh, what I did Mrs. Look it up. Kim... Mrs. Kim is not going to pick, like, the cool hymns. You know? Are there <laughs> no. cool hymns? I'm sure there are. I grew up singing hymns Maybe. in my church. <laughs> I do not remember any at all because none of them make sense. Oh. <laughs> I I have no I have no comment. But I thought they sounded good. Yeah. yeah. Like they sounded like a Christian band. Yes. But like their lyrics were just weird. Well, well they weren't their lyrics. Yeah. Zach no, literally no. replaced words he didn't know with definitions. <laughs> we also, in this scene, find out about... Obviously, we've already heard about the hockey game, but we find out that Lane is attending it with a date. With Young Chu. With Young Chu, not mm-hmm. Dave. But Dave is cool with it because Lane and Young Chu have already worked out a whole plan, which was kind of Dave was the mastermind behind um, because Young Chu has a girlfriend. Karen. Mm-hmm. Karen. And she's Japanese. Japanese Karen. Yes, which yeah. means that his mom does not approve of her. Young Chu is the male lane, is kind of the joke. And yeah, Dave is really cool with it. They've got a whole plan. They're going to go on three dates and they're going to break up. And she's going to be so sad and her mom will have to let her date Dave. <laughs> because she loves Dave. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love that Dave is just like, I came up with it. 
right? And Lane is just like, I I needed to give him something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So she, I, I, I watched that line a couple of times, and she says, "I would have thought of it, but I let him have credit." So does that mean he thought of it first? And then she's I like, mean, "Oh yeah, that's the obvious. Let's go with it." Maybe. Yeah, I really love Dave in this episode. Yeah. So do I. So here's the thing: I usually skip this episode not because it's a bad episode. But because I don't like episodes where Rory and Jess are fighting. So that's why, like, months ago, I was like, oh, Dave is only in, like, three episodes. It's because I skip all of his great <laughs> episodes because I don't want to see Rory and Jess fight. And now I'm like, but Dave is great. In Dave this is episode. great in this episode. I love that Brian just wants muffins. Yeah. Very specifically, the poppy seed lemon muffins. Which, which is I like, remember Rory asking about. <laughs> such a so- granny. She knew what muffins he would like. It's very kind Mm -hmm. of you, Rory. I love a lemon poppy seed. (laughs) That's like probably my go-to muffin if there's a a mix of muffins. Lemon poppy seed can't go wrong. Unless you have a drug test the next day. (laughs) And then don't do lemon poppy seed. (laughs) Truth. I can only think of a Seinfeld episode whenever I think about a poppy seed muffin. Oh. Uh. Uh, okay, so there's one episode where Elaine has a poppy seed muffin and she's like starting a new job or she gets drug tested for some reason and she ends up getting in trouble because opioids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and th- and it's a whole thing that she finds out like at the end of the episode that it's because of a poppy seed muffin. Anyway, hey guys, I would have loved if Dave and Jess would have became friends. Oh yeah, I think they would have been friends because mm-hmm. Lane does say, "Hey, bring Jess to the hockey game." Which, of course, mm-hmm. Dave is Even not going to be present, gonna be but, there. like, no. it's this idea of, like, hey, let's do double dates. Because Lane is really trying to be Team Jess and Rory. Mm-hmm. And we see more of that at the hockey game. But she is trying really hard mm-hmm. to support her friend's relationship, which I think is a really good friend moment. Justice for Lane, always. Rory is often not as good a friend to Lane as Lane is to Rory. I I do agree with Jess and Dave, though, because I feel like they would have just geeked out over music. Yeah. Right? They would have been music friends. And I I still think that Jess and Lane would have been good friends if they didn't have such a bad... Start. First couple. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. first start. Yeah. But anyway, we move on from the Gilmore house, and we get to the inn. The entire Dosey clan is apparently standing in the lobby... Taylor has made an itinerary. He has a whole schedule planned out, and Taylor's older brother could not care less. I love it. Yeah, it seems like the dozies are not very dozies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Taylor's the the outlier. Honestly, Taylor- it just screams Taylor's a middle child to me. <laughs> I was gonna say, what <laughs> what order do you feel like? Because Taylor has never struck me as like a baby of the family. But then, yeah, I think middle child would make sense. Well, he introduces one brother as this is my older brother. And then there's another guy next to him who looks like he fits right in. That he yeah. would also be a brother, but he's never really introduced. So we don't know where he falls in line. So I looked him up to see, like, what his name was. And he is literally called Dozy number two. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> well, Lorelai comes up she tries to be nice but taylor's brother is like not nobody cares we were all born here crumples up the itinerary and walks away lorelei kind of pats taylor on the back and there's emily 
Well, before that, we do get one oh of the my worst God. scenes. The Michelle scene. In this episode. It's I so hate and the, thing the is, scene. So, Emily. It was unnecessary. In your, in your scene description, you were ready to skip right over it. And here's the thing. You can skip right over that. It adds absolutely nothing to the episode. It could have just not been in it. And it would have been the same exact episode. Here's why I hate the scene. And this is, I don't, I hate to see anything bad about military in general. My, I have family that was in the military and I love them and they're great people. But working at a doctor's office for six years, 80% of my TRICARE members, specifically ones who were in military, were f- they were this man. <laughs> beep, beep. That's fine. <laughs> but it I hated it so much because it's so accurate. Yeah. It is super accurate. Like, I feel like I've seen this person. Yeah. Like, in real life. Well, and it feels it's like... It's so unfortunate. Like, I think today we experience or, like, we witness microaggressions more frequently, right? People are not often as blatantly outwardly racist but like this guy is actively aggressing towards someone who is foreign born because michelle does say yes he's from france i don't know is he actually from i don't think france? he really answers and two this is a this is a black man like this is the worst it's it feels so awful the scene is not fun because essentially what, what is happening, if you haven't watched the episode in a while, is there's an older man and his daughter checking in. Michelle is trying to check them in. And this older man is just hassling and harassing Michelle for being French because he fought in the Second World War. And I was over in France. You'd be speaking German if it wasn't for me. Like, it's just icky and pointless. I wish more than anything... Michelle would have just been like, yeah, and you'd be speaking in a British accent if it wasn't for me. We helped save the revolution. Ugh. Like, it's such pointless bullshit fight. Yeah. Michelle eventually just throws the keys. Like, there's no winning I would have done this, the same. with this man. Yeah. What pisses me off is that this scene is supposed to be comedic. Mm-hmm. It is presented no. in a light of, oh, you're going to laugh at this. Right? This no. is adding comedy. And it's not. And it's honestly, it would be poignant, right? And be like, oh my god, this is such a realistic moment. Even today, I was telling Justin, Emily, I went to the diner and we got told off by the waitress because me and my mom were speaking Spanish, right? To each other. To each other. We were not speaking to her. We were speaking about something else completely different. I don't even know what we were talking about. Something inc- inconsequential. And, like, the waiter gave me my order. She didn't let me know that half the things were not included in the, like, I ordered a turkey sandwich and I needed cranberry sauce. The big, big deal, right? And she was like, oh, we don't have cranberry sauce. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I wouldn't have ordered this if I didn't, like, if I knew there was no cranberry sauce. And she goes, well, if you guys weren't speaking Spanish, maybe you would have known. Right? And I was just like, Ugh. what? What? Did that seriously just come out of your mouth? Yeah. Yeah. And then the manager was like, oh, sorry, here's your bill. It's $32. So 
like this is still happening this is yeah 20 years later and it's still happening and but this moment is not painted as like look at this horrible thing that's happening this is painted as this is funny mm-hmm there also wasn't a much there was not as much spotlight on these type of interactions at this time too so i don't think people realized how widespread mm-hmm. it is or it was and still mm-hmm. is i guess that's her thinking is that it's so ridiculous that it never happens but no this happens way too I'm just much like, it happens all the time imagine being michelle in this workplace this is where he works mm-hmm. and like he has to go on working here at the front desk, dealing with this man for the duration of his stay. Mm, if I was yeah. Michelle, I would have just told Lorelai, hey, that dude, not dealing yeah, with him. right. I would have, like, Michelle, we've acknowledged that Michelle is a higher up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's not just a concierge. The concierge. Yeah. Like, he has a little bit more power than that. I would have been like, you know what? You're not welcome here. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, that could have been Lorelai's place to do, but... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she didn't that's nope that's too heavy for this yeah. show <laughs> oh but being xenophobic is not anyways <laughs> continue i'm just thinking of hamilton and david diggs line or thomas jefferson's line at least they know i know where france yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, well there's another surprising older person here not just this racist yeah. old man emily's here Emily. And she's super awkward. And oh, I wanted to have my I I was thinking about having my next DAR meeting here. Which in the episode that never happened with the termites isn't her thing that she's gonna have her DAR meetings at the end for the foreseeable future. That was like isn't that her parting shot? I thought this was such a moment of like the audience needs to know that Emily is lying here. Mm -hmm. Because Emily is a really good liar. Like, I'm not saying, like, Kelly's a great actress, but Emily, the character, is a great liar. So, mm-hmm. like, for her to miss, like, misstep her words and just be like, oh, yeah, the, the, the D-A-R. Like, She's clearly, like, something is mm, amiss. Yeah. Something's, yeah, yeah, something's really bothering her here. And Lorelai tries to, okay, got it. It's in the books and starts to walk away. And you see her get, like, what, three, four steps and immediately turns back around. Kelly Bishop has this horribly sad look on her face of just what do i do now hey mom is there something else i've been kicked out of my house (laughs) and honestly this entire like emily moment starts in a funny way right i've been kicked out of my house she's kicked me out i can't go back but it becomes a real moment of emotional like openness yeah because we find out it's not just that Trix is terrorizing her. It's not just that Trix is kicking her out of her home and making her run errands. Emily is lonely. Mm-hmm. And she says that, oh, listen to me, I sound like a spoiled high school girl. Which is interesting because Rory is going through the same thing of, like, loneliness mm-hmm. right now. Of A little different. Richard is going away because of work. Yeah. Actually... So it's just <laughs> well, Richard has apparently been gone three of the last four weeks. He's traveling mm-hmm. more than ever. And what we have seen too, he was out of town in London helping Trix close up her house. So it's not even just work that he's been traveling for. It's also to help take not I don't know if take care of Trix, but help her with her things. Mm-hmm. 
as mm-hmm. well. So it's it's Emily just feels like bottom of the barrel in terms of priority right now. And that's yeah. a really terrible feeling. And she's very vulnerable with Lorelai in this moment. And it this is a good Lorelai and Emily episode. We've had a couple this of them now. Great one. I'm like mm-hmm. I love it when they're on good terms. It's so nice when they're on good terms, but Lorelai ends up offering to bring a slide projector because that's one of the many errands that Emily has been sent on is getting yeah. a slide projector because Trix is having friends over to the house and they need the, it. Wh- what did she call the group again? Old Bitter Bitties Club? <laughs> yeah, Old <Yes>. Bitties. <laughs> Just wanted to point it out, that's all. <laughs> yeah, no, they are an interesting mix when we actually see them. But yeah, she, Lorelai does offer to bring the slides over, or the slide, the... Projector. Uh, yeah, the projector, projector good yeah. lord. And, and it seems like they part on good terms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from there, we get to the Kims for a pretty quick scene. The band is setting up to for their Christian trio. And Young Chu arrives to take Lane on their date to the hockey game. And takes a picture for the grandkids. Oh, man. On their, yeah. This is supposed to be their first date. So I guess we're just going to ignore them leaving together after the wedding. <laughs> that doesn't count. Um, What? Well, no, I think it's like uh, like the first look them at, date, like your first date, mm-hmm. yeah. But like Dave's face in the oh background my gosh, it's made so me laugh. <laughs> but that's kind of his his plot in this episode is Dave is this cool guy. He's come up with this this sly plan. Um, he's not jealous, but oh wait, this is actually awful. Yeah. yeah, like just seeing it on his face. We start he's to see this, it. and he sees it and goes, oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And but well, Lane is fulfilling her side of it perfectly. She walks down, she smiles, she says hi, talks about how great the flowers are. Like she she is fulfilling her part beautifully. And poor Dave watches her be so ha- happy. I say mm-hmm. in quotes. And oh, you see his heartbreak a little bit, and it's really sweet. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, and I got another moment of. Oh, these two are soulmates. Yeah. Oh, they are. Unfortunately, Dave also gets lectured by Mrs. Kim for not bringing a tambourine. I think <laughs> who would it's because play it? Mrs. <laughs> Miss, it, right? I'm like, is Mrs. Kim gonna stand up there and play tra- ta- tambourine with them? Oh, is this? I don't have okay. a percussionist. Is this our first like little inkling of Mrs. Kim's tambourine past? Right. That's what I was oh. thinking. You don't get a reveal <laughs> for a while longer, but interesting. A little foreshadowing, maybe? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but we do jump back to the inn real quick. Suki comes running out with a box full of serving dishes because thankfully Lorelai hasn't left yet because Emily also needs serving dishes because apparently all of hers are tacky. I cannot imagine that the things that Emily Gilmore owns are not better quality than the stuff the inn has. Like, no hate to the right? inn, but like... Emily Gilmore probably has nothing but, like, crystal serving dishes. They're probably gorgeous. Yeah. This is just tricks being mean. Oh, 100. I miss Suki, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't seen her a whole lot lately. No. We get her in, like, little tiny scenes. Like this I wonder one. if Melissa was doing something. Yeah. Because, like, we barely see her. I don't and know. And it was nice to see her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's my whole comment. 
but Lorelai calls home to see if Emily has left any other messages. And, oh, wait, um, somebody's home. Can can one of you guys explain this to me? Maybe Emily. Um, Are you I feel calling like me, me old? Just... <laughs> no, I feel like you would have been the only one that remembers this, like, because we were a little bit too young for this. <laughs> I don't know how to structure this. Yes, you can check your messages from when you're not at how? home. Why? You call your phone number. Uh-huh. Put in, you hit like pound. You would hit pound or star or so, there was something you could hit, and then you would put in a passcode, and it would but give you, you access to your messages. You would call your own the phone voicemail? number. No, there's not. You would call your own home. You would let it ring, and then once the voicemail picked up, you would uh-huh. hit pound or whatever. It would ask you for your passcode, and then you could so get anyone- into your voicemail. If they could knew- call their, if they knew the passcode, mm-hmm. there is a whole episode of Friends about this. Of Monica <laughs> really? calling Richard's voicemail after they break up because something about another girl, and she's still heartbroken over Richard, and she accidentally replaces the outgoing message. Like, yes, you can do you. Yes, you can. I am the old one here. I know. This. <laughs> Yeah, but she finds out at a whopping thirty-three. She calls to check the messages, but instead her teenage daughter picks up, which to Lorelai is unacceptable. It's seven thirty on a Saturday night. What are you doing at home? It wasn't even seven thirty. I think it was six thirty, and I was like called out. Yeah, because I was like, I I think I'm usually home at six thirty on a Saturday night. Like, oh yeah, no, I. Rarely. I swear she said seven thirty, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's when Jess shows up. I think she said seven o'clock. Six o'clock. It's six o'clock on a Saturday night. It's even earlier. (laughs) Gosh, in my early twenties, six o'clock was it was that's when you start getting ready to go out. Yeah, it's been a long time since I went anywhere. (laughs) I went to Honestly, I feel like in your early twenties you're getting ready to go out at like nine. No, me and my girl. Yeah, me and my girlfriends, we would get home or between like 5 and 5.30. We'd kind of chill. And then we'd start getting ready. And then we'd hit up like dinner at like 7.30 or 8. And then after there, it's time to hit the low-key bars on the strip (laughs) to then slowly transfer to the dancing bars on the strip. Earlier, Sandra, you said that you thought this episode was going out in, like, end of December. I looked it up. This episode is going to be airing mid-January. Oh, Oh, yeah. So I was about to say, oh, yeah, last weekend I went out to a Halloween party because we just had Mm -hmm. Halloween. And I started getting ready at, like, noon for a 6 o'clock party, but it was a costume party. (laughs) And I had to spend two hours applying fake tattoos to myself. (laughs) <laughs> Jess is currently rocking two sleeves. Of I really They're beautiful. Am. They're amazing. I'm the only one on the pod who doesn't have any tattoos, but now I currently have the most <laughs> tattoos. And they're beautiful. I'll uh, think <laughs> about so posting beautiful. a... Remind me in mid-January in to post a four months. of my Halloween <laughs> no, in like three months. <laughs> but anyway, Lorelai kind of, what, hypes Rory up? It's six o'clock on a Saturday night. You're a teenager. What are you doing sitting at home? Why are you going to sit around and wait for him to call? Go do something. Go to the hockey game with Lane. So I do agree with that part. Yeah. And yeah. I do like that Rory's like, thanks, mom. Like, she genuinely is like, psyched. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and if he calls, who cares? Yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah. This is another example of like, I love Lorelai's advice to Rory in this episode, but not mm-hmm. not necessarily to Jess. Mm-hmm. But Rory gets up, 
She's like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And she goes to the hockey game. Yes. Good for her. You go, girl. We do get a very short scene of Emily getting home to the Gilmore Mansion. Arms full, bag overflowing. She comes in the door, shuts it normally. And what do we see? Tricks, <laughs> full-blown making out with a man in a purple velour tracksuit. Yes, she is. That is amazing. Like, the the fact that he's all in purple, it's just, oh my. like, that's all I can focus Did on. Did he come over after his walk? I mean, if he had been in a suit, it would have been a completely different vibe. The purple velour tracksuit is just, it's so beautiful. And of course, Emily reacts the way that you would react if you saw your mother-in-law macking with some dude. And you she out and hide in the bushes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hides until he leaves. That's basically that whole scene. We do get to the hockey game where Lane and Young Chu are hanging out. Young Chu's on the phone with Karen. Apparently she's... Continuously rolling his eyes. Yeah, apparently Karen is not as cool with him fake dating as Dave is with her fake dating. Yes. Kirk is (laughs) commentating the game. Yeah, which honestly, like, Kirk has a great voice for it. He just doesn't have the knowledge because the entirety of the hockey game (laughs) he's reading out of the Hockey for Dummies book. So does this mean no other hockey game had a commentator i think that he's probably just brought in for this special event yeah yeah i think they don't care like other hockey games i bet don't even get one or two families in the audience because this is the semifinals, mm-hmm. and most people are at the monster truck show this is true happening. yeah i'm trying this to remember true. if we had like voiceover commentary during like our football games because that's the closest thing i could compare and i know we I know had a for booth. our football games we did yeah we did not hmm. for basketball we did for basketball interesting interesting well and either way who's your state and we're obsessed with basketball supposedly <laughs> kirk is doing his darndest and this is the scene that i was talking about in the beginning where we get the really cinematic Patty and Babette are singing the national anthem. Um, mm-hmm. And all of the hockey it. players are lined up around them. And this is another moment where I was like, oh, Dean, hello. I forget <laughs> how much I like an athlete until I see a hot athlete. <laughs> it's like how you forget how much you like musicians until you see a guy play live and you're like, am I into this? Yes, of course I'm into this. I never forget that. <laughs> Well, it is the big hockey game, and hockey happens. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the whole scene. Rory (laughs) does show up. Lane does ask what's wrong, and Rory kind of dodges and deflects and does not explain. Yeah, and this is where Lane is, again, trying to be really Team Jess and Rory. Mm -hmm. She says, like, oh, you know, Dave's the coolest, except Jess, and Rory is just clearly not happy, but Lane knows not to push too much. But objectively, okay, I have Jess is cool, right? I think he's pretty like, cool. If I like, he's like super cool. If I knew him in high school, I would think, oh my gosh, that guy is really cool. I yes, I agree. If I was Lane and I knew that Rory and Jess were in a fight, would definitely not have made that comment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I kind of feel like Lane. Should have, I don't know if pushed is the right word, but just like, hey, are you sure everything is okay? Weren't you going to be 
doing something with Jess tonight? Just and if she didn't want to say anything at that point, then okay, move on. But it, it just felt like she I hate I don't like to talk bad about Lane. Well, no. I mean <laughs> it's I feel like high school friendships, especially we've seen them have fights, sometimes it's like you're kind of weighing how much should you yeah. push something? Is it worth it? And they're out. They're having, you know, they've never been to a hockey game together before. It's a new experience. Right. Yeah. And let's be real. It's really a friend date, right? Because yeah. Yang Chu is on the phone. Yeah. It turns into just a girl's night out, which I love for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. We don't get to see that very often, Mm-mm. if ever. But we do get back to the Kims. The Christian trio has been granted a break. Yes. Which, very nice of Mrs. Kim. 15 minutes. But they were performing very nicely. They were really... Oh, yeah. Zach was really into it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The smile on his face. Like, he looks well put together. Like, he definitely brushed his hair, at the very least. Can you believe... He has a nice, like, white button-up on or something (laughs) like that. He is her future (laughs) son-in-law. Oh, my God. (laughs) But the the Kims, everybody in there looks very happy with the performance. Mrs. Yeah. Kim especially looks like she is happy with how it is going. She does kind of zing Brian with like, now would be a great time to retune. <laughs> Poor Brian. Which makes me think, yeah, Mrs. Kim has some music knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some hidden music knowledge. But she grants him a 15 minute break. Dave decides to take a step outside, take in the air. And he stands there, he walks outside, he gets his jacket on, he stands there all like, yeah, fresh air. Bolts. Jumps the fence. Yeah, he like full on hurdles. It's impressive. (laughs) I love him in this episode, I'm sorry. And then we find out that it's like a mile from the Kim house to the hockey arena. And he gets all the way there. (laughs) We get to the hockey arena, it's... Clearly some kind of break, I'm guessing, because Lane and Rory are in line at the concessions. Young Chu, still on the phone with Karen. Well, is this the scene Lane, Lane tries to talk to Karen? And she she says, he's cute, but not, like, not my type, which, of course, Karen is like, Aah. What do you mean? <laughs> but, I, this is just, this is another example of if you're not the main cast and a woman, then you're oh, going to yeah. get shit on. Yep. Crapped on. Because we are introduced <laughs> to Lindsay in this scene. A really well, important character. Before Lindsay, we see Dave run across the screen, out of view, back behind the glass. And then he comes oh, back. Oh, I didn't around. really notice. Yes. You see him run all the way across. Aww. And then he comes back and runs in. And, and he's like, yeah, I just, you know, thought I'd, I, we had a break. We had a 15 minute break. Just thought I'd come see <laughs> And Lane's like, um, oh, that's great. And bye. Yeah, because he literally... <laughs> but that's... The thing is, in high school, I could run a seven and a half minute mile, which, like, isn't anything impressive compared to, like, people who actually run. But that was, like, my fastest mile. If I had run my fastest mile ever, I could have gotten there, said hello, turned around, and run back, and that would have been the 15 minutes. And that is what Dave did. That's what Dave did. He gets there, he <laughs> runs inside... Lane's like, but it's like a mile away. He's like, yeah, I should get back. Runs away. And then Lane's just like, ah, cool. And Rory stares at her like, hey, like he came here for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, he's jealous. Something happens in the middle of 
this scene. And that is the introduction of a character that's going to change a lot for Rory. Yeah. And that is Lindsay. Lindsay Lister. I have found out. This is the first time I've ever looked up her last name. It's Lister. And apparently they know each other. Yeah, they used to be friends. they went to Chilton. Not Chilton, I'm sorry. They went to Stars Hollow together. I mean, we think Stars Hollow is a small school. Mm -hmm. So if I... If I compare it to the school I grew up in, like, yes, I knew everybody in my class by name. Like, was I great friends with all of them? Absolutely not. But yeah. I knew all yeah. I knew all of them. Yeah, we meet Lindsay and she's in line in front of them. And Rory starts to kind of small talk like, hey, great to see you kind of situation. And Lindsay is clearly uncomfortable. Kinda... Yeah. And they can't figure out why. Yeah. She's just kind of acting a little shady. So this is when Lane spits out that, oh, well, maybe she's part of the snobby crowd. What do you mean? Well, you know, you went to Chilton and, and you know, some of the kids thought you were all high in the instep and snobby now for going to your fancy school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what? Who thinks I'm snobby? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that wouldn't be surprising to leave your school. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I feel, too. I don't, when Lindsay's introduced, though, like, it, it's so, like, low-key. Like, it's so obvious that she's someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because otherwise, why are she's they She's a blonde, her? right? is the other thing. Right. Like, you yeah. can't meet a blonde in the Gilmore Girls world without knowing, I think she could become a villain one day. Exactly. Yeah. And then, the thing is, though, is, like, do you think when the writers wrote Lindsay, they knew where she was going? I mean, I think that Lindsay was definitely created to be, like, a a proper Rory foil. Because the thing is, Mm -hmm. Lindsay, unlike Shane, Lindsay is a nice girl. Mm -hmm. Oh, poor Shane. Right? I mean, you you guys know that's not how I feel about Shane. But, like, Lindsay, everybody knows Lindsay's a sweet girl. And they're like, this is so weird that she's acting like this. Mm -hmm. Turns out she has a good reason, but we'll get to that. Well... We move on, and who's at the door at the Gilmore Girls' house but Jess Mariano picking up Rory for a date that they definitely discussed. Oh, no, wait, they didn't, because he still hasn't called her. He still hasn't even talked to her about the supposed fight that they're in. No. And Lorelai's just like, she's not here. She's at the hockey game, and just gives the funniest line he just goes if you don't want to tell me where she is fine <laughs> right and oh. Lorelai's like no really she's at the hockey game they have a like very tense conversation here mm-hmm. Jess even calls her out like why are you hassling me and Lorelai starts to lecture Jess again mm-hmm. do you really expect your girlfriend to to stay home all night on a Saturday night while you may or may not call <sighs> I mean, Lorelai, this kid doesn't like you. You don't like him. It's very clear. It is not your place to lecture. Yeah. She's at the hockey game. It's not her place. I told you where she is. Let that be it. She even at one point says, like, you know, this is, I've had enough of, like, discussing my daughter's relationship with her boyfriend or something. And I just thought, have you, Lorelai? Have you? (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like in an episode, this is going to happen Also, I mean, she and Dean could have sat around for hours talking about Dean's relationship with Rory, and it would never have gotten weird. Yeah. Uh, We go back to the hockey game. Guys, who loves nachos and cheese here? Like, anyone a big nachos and cheese fan? 
So wow, getting play faces. Well, here. y'all know how I feel. <laughs> I love nachos. <laughs> but here in the Midwest, and this might mm-hmm. be a strictly Indiana thing, we eat our breadsticks with cheese. Like that's definitely a strictly Indiana thing. With nacho cheese, like sometimes. Oh, that is the default is cheese. So, and of course, me and my brothers didn't know this. This was strictly our area. Thanks. Like whenever we would go on vacation, we would stop at like one of those gas stations that has like three or four mini restaurants in there. Normally one of them is a pizza hut. And my brother would go over and be like, hey, can I get breadsticks and cheese? And the person working there just gives them the same blank stare you both just gave me of (laughs) what? That's not how you eat breadsticks. Hmm. Okay. Well... Rory is basically like, if I knew that sports was basically consuming nachos and cheese the entire time, I would be going to sports all the time. Every sporting event I've been to does, in fact, have nachos and cheese. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like standard concession food. I'm sure it is incredibly cheap to provide, and they can mark it up because you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Lane and Rory are talking about this walking when all of a sudden Rory's face drops, and then... Lane's drops. I mean, they're both... They are both shocked because we see why Lindsay, sweet blonde Lindsay, was acting so shady. It's because she and Dean are together. And we make a piss stop. The cutest couple. They're adorable. Honestly. Oh my gosh. They're so cute. She's got got the height to be with Dean. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, they have the great... The perfect height... Meanwhile, like, in the background, Kirk is trying to commentate. Okay, he sounds like Luna at Quidditch in Harry Potter (laughs) when she was commenting. Like, he has no idea what's going on. No, I do love the moment when Dean skates up to the little hole. It's like, hey, Kirk, some of the guys, not me, uh, are going to beat you up if you don't stop talking. (laughs) Well, because Dean does have to keep his good boy energy going. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't want to kill you, but half the team does. Yes. This is when I was like, oh, Dean looks good. Right? Something about It took athletes. this long for you to get there? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, this was like a moment for me. Um, I've been watching Supernatural from the beginning again, and I love Sam a lot. And I, in my head, Sam and Gilmore Girls Deans are just so different. Right, they're so different, yeah. but they're the same actor. And I'm like, oh, see, I understand why teenage me both loved and hated you mm-hmm. because you're cute. <laughs> you're I never cute. have to question myself on that one. I know exactly <laughs> why. Yeah. Um, but going back to the dean of it all, what did you think that he was just going to sit around and pine for you forever? And there's a moment, yeah, where. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she that's did exactly what she wanted, and that's kind of shitty, isn't it? Oh yeah, but I think it's also a very common thing, especially with a first relationship, mm-hmm. like yes. where you're just like, "Wow, that was so important." Uh, he'll never get over me, like, <laughs> and yeah. you know what? That's not how it ever works. It's no, it's never but like weirdly that. Weirdly enough. In this case, it might actually be true. Yeah. Oh. I, I mean, I think I think Dean did obviously hang around pining for her for a while, especially because of the confrontations with Jess. But this has been at least three months, four months since they broke up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had the mm-hmm. dinner episode. That was 11 weeks. I'm assuming it's been 
at least a couple weeks since then. So yeah, for Dean to be moving on by now is yeah, good for Dean. Rory yeah. moved on immediately. She'd moved on before right? they even like, broke up. It's not fair three for three hours. <laughs> yeah, I hate that Lane beats herself up here. Yeah, like she's really like. I should have known. How did I not know? If I would have known, I would have told you. And I, I understand where she's coming from, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, it kind of seems like, oh, crap, did I set Rory up here? Yeah. Right? The only, the only, I get, I get it. The only line of it that bothers me is Lane says, I'm supposed to be the eyes and ears in your, in the school for you. And it's like, she moved out. Yeah. She, that's not her yeah. school anymore. Like, and also, why? Lane. No, what you're doing in school is studying. Mm-hmm. Focus yeah. on that. Yeah. You know what Rory's doing at Chilton? Studying. She's not like, you know Watching Henry. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Yeah. There is a really know. sweet moment. I don't know if it's in this scene scene or if it's later, but <clears throat> we see Lindsay with all of her friends and she's clearly wearing like Dean's Letterman jacket. And I just like Justice for Lindsay, guys. I think it is this scene. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's just like she is so happy, and she there's she's doing nothing wrong. That little scene with them just gives me like such high school new romance vibes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so cute. It's a she's so happy. She's pointing. I can only assume at him. And honestly, if if we watched a show from Lindsay's perspective of like when she meets Dean to the end of their relationship, let's say, what a different show that would be. Really sad one. Mm-hmm. A really, really tragic one. Lindsay deserves better. I'm going to say yeah. it. When we get there, <laughs> I'm team Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm team Lindsay's mom. We'll get there too. Um, <laughs> but anyways, going back to this episode, Lorelai had picked up the things, you know, she has the silverware or what is it? The platters. The serving, the, yeah, the serving yeah. platters. Slide yeah. projector. And also the slide projector. And she's bringing it over to the Gilmore residence. And the maid says that everyone's in the living room. Everyone being all of Trix's friends. A bitter well old bitties club. Yep. <laughs> yes. Miss Van Wick, Miss Dearborn, and Miss Rutherman. Yeah. And God, Trix is horrible here. She is. Like, such pointed comments at Emily. Like, it's not even subtle. But Emily's but neither is Emily. Has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Emily is no longer just trying to like keep the peace with her mother-in-law. Emily knows something now. Emily has a secret. Emily has blackmail. Yeah. And so she's going to taunt Trix about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Trix doesn't get it. So like it's she's Not just annoying everybody. Which right? Cuz she's for you, Emily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Annoy the crap out of her. And Lorelai's just like, what is happening here, right? So she pulls her aside to the kitchen. And Lo- Emily can't, like, she needs to tell Lorelai. I right? would too. Right? Like, she saw Trix kissing a guy in a completely purple tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how crazy that is. Um, and Emily hid in the bushes, which is a funny image. Oh, yeah. I love Lorelai's line of, now I have two images fighting for, like, he- Mm-hmm. headlining or yeah whatever i love the line whatever it was <laughs> no but it's great she's now picturing gran making out with a tracksuit guy and her mom in the bushes it's like yeah hard to compare but equally I'm, great. amazing yeah i mean to me emily in the bushes is always gonna win but <laughs> we could have seen it 
Yeah. Like right? Emily in the bushes. Ugh. Um, But Lorelai tells her not to out her. She basically lectures her. She's like, you know, don't humiliate her th- this way. And the undertone is like, don't stoop to her level. Mm-hmm. Be the bigger person. Right? Yeah. What would Miss yeah. Manners say? <laughs> and they go back. Richard is now there. And of course, Trix insults Emily and Emily explodes. <laughs> well, and Richard does not say anything along the lines of that's my wife you're talking about. Nope. No, he does not. And what she says is, I saw her kissing a man and everyone's face, like the shock. Oh, Trix all is, the gas. Trix's friends clutch their pearls. <laughs> Literally, yep. because all of these women are like clones of Trix. They're all in black. One of them also has like a giant ruffled collar like Trix wears. And they're shocked and horrified. And Emily like literally just freezes, points, and says, I saw her kissing a man in the tracks. Is it like Emily? And then her face immediately like, oh, crap, I said it. Yeah. Yeah. And Lorelai's face is just like, Oh, because I think this was a moment of growth for Lorelai, though. I thought that was like a great moment for her to be like, don't do this. Because like the last time her advice was lean into it, like make it fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now she's like, okay, but don't take it too far. Yeah. Yeah. But we go back to the game. Guess what, guys? The Minutemen Minutemen lost. Five to one. Very sad. Mm -hmm. Nobody's surprised. Because we didn't mention, um, the only reason they are in the semifinals is because the team that actually won all got food poisoning. Oh, yeah. Mm. The Lishfield ones. Yeah. yeah. So, technically, they're not even supposed <laughs> to be in this game. Kirk is just like, maybe it'll happen in another 40 years, but uh, Taylor, you'll be dead. Miss Patty, Babette, all of you will be dead. <laughs> Yikes, Kirk. Right. I want to just point out an earlier mention, an earlier notice. Kirk is sitting in the background at the at Luke's when the girls are there, mm-hmm. and you should just watch him. He he has like a paper or something in front of him that he's reading, and he has his cup his cup of coffee, the mug, and he takes a sip and it, and he puts it all the way back. So he's clearly getting the end of it, and then he just kind of stares into it, oh. like he's contemplating. Will this automatically refill? Do I refill it? Is there still coffee in here? And then he puts it down and he starts looking at whatever he's looking at. And then the scene switches to Luke and you still see Kirk in the background. And he's drinking his coffee again. And I was like, With nothing in it? I, I'm assuming there was maybe a Jess flyby with yeah, the coffee. Yeah, true. Very possible. It was just entertaining to watch. So when you're at the Luke scene, watch it. Watch him in the background. Well, and we get the big Dean and Rory conversation in this scene. Yes. Um, which, again, oof, if if I was Rory in this situation and my ex-boyfriend was looking that good and talking to me and I knew he was with somebody else, I would also be like, damn, what did I do? This was a very awkward scene. We get the first of many retellings of the magnet story. Where Lucy, uh, Lindsay gives her money to buy, like, a magnet or something. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes. Right, Because Lindsay right, is right. such a good person. Because Dean is like, I didn't know how to tell you about, you know, Lindsay. And she's like, oh, no, it's mm-hmm. fine. <sighs> Rory, Rory, Rory. And this conversation kind of ignites Rory. Mm-hmm. 
And she goes straight to a phone booth outside. Uh, I think she's back in the concession area. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Because I'm with you every single time I watch this. I always Mm -hmm. thought she was outside for some reason, but I actually paid attention this time. (laughs) And it's it's the same scene, yeah. So she goes over to the phone booth and she calls Luke's, which is now, it's so cute. The message now says, you've reached Luke and Jess's. It's so sweet. You've reached Luke Danes and Jess Mariano. Please leave a message. Yeah. Like, oh, Luke updated his voicemail for that. He (laughs) updated it. And Rory leaves a scathing. She's pissed. Yeah. Basically, amounting to, I'm better than this, right? I'm not going to sit around and wait for you. I'm not going to sit around. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not going to do it, then fine. But I'm not going to be with you if you don't. And honestly, I kind of, I'm proud of her because we, mm-hmm. the Rory we've seen so far wouldn't have stood up for herself. She's standing up for herself more and more. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a little foreshadowy The I like being spoiled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, it's always good to stand up for your worth, right? Like say, hey, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I deserve better than this. That's totally fine. I wish it it reminds me of Lorelai opening the door to go talk to Chris afterwards. Because we have another scene later where Rory essentially takes back the voicemail, tells him to delete oh, it without listening to it. It's, it's immediately it's, it's after. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On Rory's rant, I, I just want to throw it out there. This is a communication issue that I have struggled with of letting something just build up and build up until it just explodes. Mm -hmm. It's very teenage. It's very young. It's very figuring out how to do this. I can't fault Rory for doing it just because of her age and how young she is. I will say that's not the way to address your issues. No, definitely not. (laughs) Address them calmly with the person. I'm just just throwing it out there. Yeah. But um, she leaves... You know, and Huff, and who's there but Jess waiting for her to come out? Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine that he's been waiting for a while because she seems to be, like, one of the last people to come out. Yeah, sitting on his and car, has, looking cool. Yeah, he has tickets to the distillers, um, a concert that, by the the timeline is kind of screwy here. Because mm-hmm. they have a whole ass game. It's already six. They have a whole game. And then now it's the concert but also he waited in line to get... I, I don't I, know. This, theoretically, uh, Lane said they'd be home by nine. So, and then Mrs. Kim says, whenever. So she's clearly in love with this. So I would think that they are assuming this game is ending around 8.30. So... Okay. And what time does he like get two and to... a half hour? He gets to get the Gilmore house at 7.30, is I believe the time that Lorelai says it's 7.30. Did you really think she'd be sitting here waiting around for you? Right. And I guess if you miss the opening acts, yeah, you can go to a concert at 9, 30, 10. Yeah, I think it depends on way too, how big yeah. the group is, where they're playing. Mm-hmm. There's lots of aspects, but it also felt to me kind of like a um, like an excuse. Like, here's why I didn't call you earlier. Here's why I didn't show up before. I was waiting for these tickets. I'm a good boyfriend. I think... I think yeah. he ended up being in line way longer than he anticipated. I think he was using them as a way to maybe apologize or get back in her good graces, something along those lines, a gift to make her feel better. Could it 
be why he picked up another shift. Possible. Was because he needed the money to get the tickets. Maybe. Well, he wouldn't get the money that quickly from Walmart. That's fair. But, like, regardless of what you were saying, Jess, Rory's just like, hey, when you get home, don't listen to your messages. Just kind of erase them. And I gotta ask you guys, if you were Jess in this situation, right? And so, and your significant other said, hey, I left you a message. Don't listen to it. Would you have listened to that message? Oh, no. I'm so nosy. <laughs> yeah. No. I would have listened. <laughs> on, I would have. 100%. I would have absolutely listened. It's like on one season of The Bachelorette, they made the guys do these lie detector tests, which, of course, are always total BS. But then they gave The Bachelorette the envelope. And she had the choice. Did she want to open it up and find out what the men had said? And she chose to tear it up. And I was like, fake. No. Nope. Nope. (laughs) I would be reading every single one of those. (laughs) But we go back to the Gilmore residence where Emily is basically taking care of an ailing Tricks like tricks went through something. She's had a case of the vapors, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Emily apologizes, and she actually gives a really decent apology. Yeah, especially it for, is. E- for Emily for Gilmore. Mm-hmm. This is an apology that Lorelai will never ever hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, that she absolutely deserves to hear, but will never ever hear. She asks her, "Why didn't you ever tell anyone?" And Trix is like, "I married my husband, right? Just because he's gone doesn't mean that I'm not still married to him. Like I." was only ever going to marry one man. However, when you get lonely, you build bigger, like, you get a library. Mm-hmm. Or you drop $50,000 to add onto your house. <sighs> yeah. And she's done that already. And she's lonely. And But she met a man years ago, and they mm-hmm. have become companions. So this is, like, a long-term romance. So then so did this he guy come back from London? Yeah. I don't know. Un- unless he was just her Hartford hookup. Like. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, the, you know, Emily does mention in a previous episode, she's like, oh, she had somebody at one point, but I think it, I could tell when it fizzled out. Hmm. So oh, I'm right. wondering. So maybe if, it is. If this is the same guy. Yeah. Well, Trix gives, like, you know, this great speech of, like, she's lonely. And Emily goes. I am also lonely. Like, my husband is gone all the time, and if he's here, he's with you, and I have no one. You are and actively I'm, making it worse. Yeah, yeah, and you're actively making it worse. And they s- seem to connect mm-hmm. for a moment. Trix gets a look on her face of just, oh, I didn't, kind of like an I didn't realize I was doing that. It's like an aha moment. Yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. how she could not realize what she was doing but whatever maybe she doesn't realize how hurt emily was from it yeah or something because her voice is breaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a, she's really kind of upset. it's a really great kelly scene like this is a really mm-hmm. great character moment for for emily and i love it yes love it so much and there's the other part the other parental unit that i also love <laughs> mm-hmm. so richard is downstairs with Lorelai, who, by the way, it's, like, Lorelai's just caught in this mess. 
Like, she so, has no stake in any of yes. this. I do want to point out, she is actively, like, putting the projector away and closing up the case. So, like, even after this pronouncement that Emily made, they, <laughs> they still, still had watched. their night. They still watched the slides. How awkward. <laughs> and Lorelai, like you said before, it's this is a great Lorelai-Emily episode. Lorelai sticks up for Emily mm-hmm. to Richard, right? Like, you know, this is hard for her, blah, blah, blah. And Richard starts laughing, just completely dying over everything that happened. It's <laughs> amazing. He's now thinking about his mom making out with a man wearing a tracksuit. And he's like, do you think he was also wearing Nikes? Which sets <laughs> Lorelai off. Um, just do it. <laughs> gives just do it a whole new meaning. <laughs> He was my, is he going to be my new daddy? Like, it's such a fun moment between the two of them. But I do also Mm -hmm. appreciate, obviously, her standing up for Emily. It's like, wouldn't it be great if this was the dynamic they had all the time? If Mm Lorelai and her dad could joke together and Mm Lorelai and her mom had emotional, like, conversations that didn't end in hurt. We could have this. It would be great. (laughs) This is something I mentioned earlier, early, early on in the episode with Richard. I love the bonding between the two of them. I hate Richard's comments of, I don't know how I feel about my wife and my mother being in cahoots with each other. And that just makes me feel like he is encouraging tricks to be so hard on Emily, is encouraging this rift between them. And that is just such a crappy thing i'll try to stop with the cursing this episode emily's editing this one so she's gonna have to (laughs) to censor herself a bit i think that it's Um, also a pretty crappy classic like again i hate the general but like men of that generation it's like oh i don't want my wife you know pairing up with other women against me like it's very traditional masculine versus you know any kind of strengthened feminine power I don't understand it, though. Why would you want to be the mediator between two women fighting all the time? Because then you he doesn't have, have to, to. He doesn't mediate. He just he doesn't yeah, do anything. He also giggles his way through it. But good news for him, because it seems like Emily and Trix are basically still <laughs> yeah. the same. So Emily comes downstairs. <laughs> they're going to have tea. And she's kind of all it happy. Seems like, like, they're hey, good. Wait, maybe mm-hmm. we've, we've hit like a truce. And then not even, not, what, three seconds later, the maid comes downstairs. And then Emily, sending the maid downstairs to tell me how to make tea. Like, I've never made tea before. Like, oh, you're you're safe. Mm -hmm. You're safe, Richard. We go to our last scene of the episode. Lorelai's eating Chinese, waiting for Rory to get home. Who does get home? And Rory lies to Lorelai, right? Because Lorelai is just like, oh, you went to the game, how was it? They lost, blah, blah, blah. So what you do after, just hang out with Lane and her fake boyfriend? Yes. Pretty much. hmm Why does she lie? It doesn't make sense, because, like, Jess, this, they're together. Yeah. This, to me, is a very classif- classic example of what I think many women do, and it's something I've been guilty of in the past. You don't like to talk bad about your partner to your parents or your family. Because you mm. don't want to give them negative ideas. Mm. And Lorelai already has enough negative ideas about Jess as it is. But I feel like this would be something in his that. favor. Like, oh, Jess surprised me yeah. with a concert. I totally understand what you're saying. 
Yeah. But then Lorelai, oh, did he apologize for not calling? Mm. See, that's what I think. I think it's shame. Yeah. I think it's shame that she gave in, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. and forgave him even though he didn't apologize, really. Right? He just kind of came with concert tickets and was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And as far as we know, she didn't call him on it. No. I think it's a shame of, like, admitting, Mom, you were right. I don't feel comfortable with this. But I did it anyways. Um, And then Rory goes to bed, right? She doesn't even, like, talk to Lorelai. Goes to bed. And it, she seems genuinely upset. Yeah. Over the day. Yeah. I think that the the Dean and Lindsay thing has absolutely thrown her because the power she had when she was with Jess and she was friends with Dean and he wasn't seeing anybody completely shifts when I'm with Jess and Dean is with Lindsay. It's not even only I'm with Jess. It's Dean is with Lindsay and I'm with Jess and he's not fulfilling what I thought he would fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting, like I said last episode, this is the, we got the peak of Rory and Jess and now we're going downhill um, and we're still going downhill. We'll we'll have Um, some cute moments here and there, like the beginning of the episode. The beginning of the episode was so cute. Definitely not the vibes of the rest of the episode. We'll have a couple of small cute cute scenes. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was this episode. Like I said, I usually skip it, but not because it's a bad episode. Just I don't like Rory and Jess fighting. Mm -hmm. So that's why. But looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, but Dave is cute. Yeah. I'm good with Dave. What about you guys? Did you like this episode? I like this episode. Yeah. I'm not necessarily in the habit of ever skipping episodes. I won't. Mm. There's some episodes that I like. I won't seek out to start at wherever I'm starting. But once it's on, it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just goes. I always just like, I like the hockey episode. I always think of it as the hockey episode. Yeah. There's something about sitting in like a chilly ice arena with your friends. Mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of like ice skating parties for birthdays and stuff back when I was younger. And yeah, me there's too. like something about like the smell of the ice. It's very nostalgic for me. La la. But guys, let's talk about Townsperson of the Week. I have one person. Oh, who is it? It's Lindsay. Okay. How about you, Emily? I, I did two... not choose Lindsay before. Spoiler. I have, I have two potentials. Okay. Neither of them being Lindsay, just because we didn't really get much of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm torn between Emily and Dave. Okay, so my two potentials, one of them is Dave. Mm-hmm. And the other one's Lorelai. Hmm. I know she gives weird advice to Jess, mm-hmm. but she's, like, really good with Rory, right? And with Emily. And with Emily. Yeah. But then Dave also is really cute, and he runs a mile. So, you know. <laughs> Dave wins fittest person on the show because he can run <laughs> yeah, two miles in 15 <laughs> minutes and then go on to play a set. But Lindsay, I know I didn't really think of just because we didn't really get too much of her. Well, we heard about what a wonderful person she is. That is I don't know true. if you heard this, but she did buy a magnet for Rory one time. <laughs> right, yes. 
And I don't know. I just, I feel so defensive of the blonde women in this show that I just feel so bad for them. She got a cute, hot boyfriend. Yeah, she did. Like, and she's wearing a Letterman jacket, which is like every girl, not really, but, you know, most girls dream Mm -hmm. in high school, right? I would be inclined, but (laughs) Emily, what do you think? I think Lindsay will have other opportunities. That's, That's kind of where I'm at. I I feel like Lindsay's getting thrown out there because we know where her arc goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as of now, in this episode, in this episode only, she's Dean's new girlfriend that we met. She was kind of awkward and standoffish. That's true. We find out it's because she's dating Dean. Yeah, she has a good night, but... It is a little like she's a prop. She doesn't yeah. really get a personality besides being Dean's girlfriend right now. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Shane get Talon's person of the week for that Ooh. same reason? <laughs> Jess, you're making great points. It's okay. No, I, <laughs> I think don't know what to do. Shane had a much shorter arc, too, though. That's true. Yeah, I think mm. that Emily is a great one. I think, honestly, Emily does a really good job, except for her one moment. She has, like, one true moment of weakness where she blurts. See, now, I disagree with Emily. Oh. I'm sorry. I don't mean with, to make this me, episode Emily? longer. <laughs> with Emily Gilmore. Um, because I think Emily, her admission, her stooping to Trix's level, actually, like, she shouldn't have done that. Oh, yeah. But I, I also understand Trix is awful, right? So, like, trying to knock this woman down a peg, I get it. But that's why I wouldn't give it to Emily, but I would be more inclined to give it to Emily than Lindsay right now. <laughs> so should we just or Lindsay. vote for Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so Dave wins, basically, is what we're saying. So, but now. Dave, like Dave's <laughs> arc in this episode is Dave is a nice guy and then Dave is jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, you know, see, we like Dave. You know what? <laughs> for For me, Emily... Like, blurting that out, it was completely, like, it was out of her control. Like, Trix That's just fair. hit that hit that final button, and she snapped, and it just came out. And and then she, she went really up, vulnerable. and she gave the most heartfelt apology that we will ever see out of Emily. That's yeah, fair. True. Okay, you know what? I um, accept that. <laughs> Are we giving it to Emily? I'll let Jess decide. Sure. Yeah. On, okay. Is that two weeks in a row for Emily? Or no? It, it Well, kind of, because Emily got an honorable mention last okay. week. Okay. But Alex was the winner, because it was yeah. Alex's last episode. But, um, yes, technically, Emily got it twice. Well, and actually, Emily, this season, her first time getting it this season was in episode 10, which means for the past five episodes, she's gotten it three times. That's what I was thinking. I'm editing yeah. that episode. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, good job, Emily. We're having, like, a good <laughs> Emily arc, which only means that something really, really awful and terrible has to be coming up. But congratulations for now. Yeah. Congrats, Emily, for being the honorable uh, townsperson of the week. And what happened? Uh, guys, we're know. done. <laughs> <laughs> we are done. We're done with this episode. Let's we're done. It before <laughs> two hours. <laughs> um, as always, I was Sandra. And I was Emily. And I was Jess, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. You can follow us on Instagram at Town Meeting Pod. Send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. You can also support us by subscribing to us on Spotify or buying us a cup of coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.